Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Dan Kuplichty, and I'm a director of Alumni and Career Networks. Today, we are privileged to learn more about a few of our many outstanding alumni. I'm pleased now to introduce the members of our alumni board who are here on campus for their semi-annual meetings. I'd like to first especially recognize those who are finishing up their terms on the board. They are, and I'll ask you to stand, Tim Blom, class of 2010 from Goshen. And I'm not sure if Dominique Bergener-Johnson is in the room or not. Yes, I'll have her stand too. Dominique is um, leaving the board to join Goshen College. We're thrilled to have her here as our new director of marketing. She's class of 2006. Uh, Shannon Unziker cannot be here today. She's class of 1991 from Benson, Illinois. And Rod North from uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, class of 1980. And he's been serving as our alumni board secretary, taking those minutes, and we appreciate that very much. And last but certainly not least, Peter Esch Scott, class of 99 from Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, who is finishing up his term as alumni board president extraordinaire. Um, I'd now like to ask the rest of the alumni board members who are here in attendance to stand together, and I'd like us to give them a hand. I'm pleased now to ask Peter F. Scott to come to the stage. He's going to tell you more about two of the alumni awards that are awarded each year, and then President Brenneman will introduce, us, introduce our awardees for this year. Good morning. The Culture for Service Award and the Young Alumni Servant Leadership Award were established by the Goshen College Alumni Association to honor and recognize the achievements of Goshen College alumni who exemplify the college motto culture for service, and who live out the core values of the college. What you learn here, what you become here, the seeds of ideas and understandings that are sown here will live and grow with you long after you leave this place. For every award we hand out, there are so many others doing important work, helping shape and form the culture they find themselves in, serving others in small and large ways, powerful ways with the potential to transform. They are 25-year-olds and they are 95-year-olds and they reside all over the world and in big and little ways they exemplify culture for service. What we do today is a testament to all of them and to these three recipients especially. I now invite President Brenneman to come introduce these year's recipients. Thank you, Peter. And I, I must say, Peter parlayed a four-year gig, you may not know this, on Goshen College's award-winning radio station, 91.1 The Globe, to that of a filmmaker, an actor, part, com uh, part of a comedy duo, ordained minister, entrepreneur, musician, peace advocate, and full-time dad, to being the chair of our alumni board, and he's done an awesome job, so thank you so much. I have the privilege and honor this morning for, uh, to introduce some remarkable people who embody the college motto, culture for service, and deserving of Goshen College's highest alumni award. Each year at Goshen College, we focus our attention on one core value for the year. 
This year's focus is on that of servant leadership. As I said in our opening convocation, though it can be difficult to precisely define the oxymoron servant leader, we know one when we see one. And today before us, we have five outstanding examples of the embodiment of this core value. As it happens, this year, among our 2015 award recipients, language, words, and stories have helped to extend their influence and service around the world and back. Indeed, all of our award recipients have remarkable stories unique to them as servant leaders. Our first honoree is Dr. Aliko Songolo, class of 68. If brain studies show that speaking two languages significantly enhances one's frontal cortex, cognitive flexibility, and executive mastery, then I wonder what Dr. Songolo's brain must look like under an MRI. He grew up speaking Swahili and French in the place of his birth, the Democratic Republic of Congo, then graduated with a Spanish degree from Goshen College and a master's degree in French, topped off with a PhD in Francophone African literature from the University of Iowa. As a living illustration of how all that language study enhances one's executive mastery, he is now the chair of not one, but two language departments, the Department of French and Italian and the Department of African Language and Literature, and serves as the director of the African Studies Program, co-director of the Center for Interdisciplinary French Studies, and senior advisor to the Vice Provost for Globalization at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. To say he deeply loves the languages of the world is truly an understatement. Nelson Mandela once said, if you talk to people in a language they understand, that goes to their head. If you talk to them in their own language, that goes to their hearts. From the testimonies of his colleagues and those who have nominated him, Aliko Songolo speaks directly to a person's heart. His work with others in the Congo Basin to protect its rainforests, to, to alleviate poverty and build a sustainable future for the region that launched him as a global scholar is exemplary. His recognition by the French Ministry of Education by being named a Knight in the Order of Academic Palms is just one of the many awards and accolades that underscore Aliko's global prominence. Professor Solongo lives with his wife Emily, who is with us this morning in Madison, and they are just empty nesters with three of their children. Dr. Aliko Songolo, thank you. Thank you for your part in helping to heal the world piece by piece as an exemplary and genuine Christ-centered, passionate learner, global citizen, compassionate peacemaker, and servant leader. On behalf of Goshen College, I'm pleased to present you the Culture for Service Award 2015. Congratulations on behalf of all of us. If I were to summarize the many reasons why Dr. Kathy Short, class of 75, was selected as our next recipient 
of the 2015 Culture for Service Award, I could do it in one word. Wow. Wow. It's been a long time since we were roaming these halls, Kathy, you and I, as fellow students in the mid-70s. But WOW now stands for much more than an exclamation, because Dr. Short, uh, for Dr. Short, WOW stands for World of Words, an amazing worldwide endeavor initiated and now directed by her that includes a collection of some 30,000 children's books at the University of Arizona, where she's professor of language, reading, and culture. World of Words is not just any collection, any center or website. It's all of those with a very GC-like mission to promote social justice, peace, international, and intercultural understanding through the power of children's literature. Wow, in the lingo, in the lingo of our days, groovy or cool, how cool is that? Uh, let, let's not date ourselves too much, but Dr. Short is a 1975 graduate of Goshen College, receiving her master's and PhD from the Indiana University shortly thereafter. Not only is she professor of Arizona, at Arizona State University, she, uh, that's what I meant, <laughs> University of Arizona. That's what it says here, and I, uh, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> She's the current president of the National Council of Teachers of English, where in 2011, she received the award for Outstanding Educator in Language Arts. One of the many such awards she's received over the years for her outstanding teaching, mentorship, and scholarship. She has co-authored six books and risen to global prominence, speaking and teaching in national and international settings on how global literature can promote mutual understanding and empathy. A particular note is her book that reminds us not only of the complexities of cultural authenticity in children's literature, which is a subtitle, but most of all, that her title suggests, Stories Matter. Mine, yours, and our stories matter. And so do those of others all over the world. In 2014, Professor Short served on the prestigious Caldecott Medal Award Committee to determine the highest award given annually to the authors of American Picture Books of Children. For those of you interested, the books selected for that year were Mr. Waffle by David Wiesner, Journey by Aaron Becker, Flora and the Flamingo by Molly Idol, and Locomotive by Brian Floca. Dr. Short lives in Arizona, uh, Tucson, with her husband Jerry, who is also with us this morning. They attend Shalom Mennonite Church, where the pastor has noted how Kathy gave everyone a church journal and granted absolution to all those who wish to doodle, draw, color, and write during the worship service as a way to capture their stories in the presence of God and their community. Those of you who have read The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh might remember when Winnie the Pooh asked Piglet, what day is it? It's today, squeaked Piglet. My favorite day, said Pooh. Well, Dr. Kathy Short, I hope today, as long as it lasts, is your favorite day, too. Thank you for your part in helping to heal the world piece by piece. As an exemplary and genuine Christ-centered, passionate learner, global citizen, compassionate peacemaker, and servant leader, on behalf of Goshen College, I am pleased to present you 
the Culture of Service Award for 2015. Congratulations. And thank you. Sonia Graber, class of 2000, is truly the, a 21st century millennial graduate. If millennials are variously described as social creatures who love to collaborate, seek adventure, and are values driven, then Sonia is a marvelous example of her generation. Last year, when the largest Ebola epidemic in history, affecting multiple countries in West Africa, with concerns of it spreading worldwide, Sonia Graber, with great risk to herself, chose to go to Liberia to serve alongside Doctors Without Borders to help on a hospital in Monrovia. Now, if she wasn't a Goshen College graduate, I would have said, what are you thinking? And I know her parents expressed to me that um, that she jumped out of the nest and has been way out of their comfort zones ever since. <laughs> so that's a compliment from Goshen College grad, for, for a Goshen College grad. Reading part of her blog from that time, one gets her very personal story of helping to remodel, construct, and set up a pediatric hospital on the fly in the middle of wild contagion. Along with her family, who also did service assignments in Mexico, South America, and El Salvador, Goshen College was also a source of inspiration for her life choices, graduating with a nursing degree, working in vaccination campaign in Honduras, later receiving her master's degree as a family nurse practitioner uh, from the University of Arizona. Her millennial spirit of adventure and passion for helping others has led her to four continents, 21 countries, including Nigeria and Haiti, where in 2010-11, she used her nursing skills to help the choice, the cholera epidemic there. She spent time in Burma with an organization called Helping Babies Breathe, where she helped train health workers in young infant care. When, she, when she's not teaching at Regis University or University of Colorado Denver School of Medicine, her day job is providing health care to low-income communities at the Salud Family Health Center in Denver, a clinic that has served primarily migrant and seasonal farm workers for some 40 years. Needless to say, her nursing skills, alongside her ability to speak Spanish, have been great assets for speaking to the head and heart of her patients. Sonia Graber, thank you. Thank you for your part in helping to heal the world piece by piece as an exemplary and genuine Christ-centered, passionate learner, global citizen, compassionate peacemaker, and servant leader. And it's my honor on behalf of Goshen College to present to you the Young Alumni Service Award for 2015. Congratulations and thank you. Good morning. My name is Josh Gleason, Goshen College Athletic Director. Uh, it's my great privilege to introduce you this morning to the 2015 Champions of Character Award winners. Uh, the awards were named after two 
uh, incredible pioneers in intercollegiate athletics here at Goshen College, Dr. Ruth Gundin and Dr. Roman Gingrich. We are pleased this morning to have Dr. Ruth Gundin with us this morning and ask her to please stand. These awards are in their 10th year um, and are designed to recognize former Goshen College student athletes who have gone on to exemplify the NAIA's champions of character core values, which are integrity, respect, sportsmanship, responsibility, and servant leadership. The two individuals recognized this morning, uh, as well as the two individuals that these awards were named after, are great role models for our current student athletes, future student athletes, and uh, really us all. Uh, so at this time, I ask President Brenneman to come recognize Alice Gundon Bender and Ken Pletcher. Alice Gund Gundon Bender, class of 80, was a member of the women's tennis team at Goshen College. She earned her bachelor's degree in home economics at Goshen College and a master's degree in nutrition and public health from Columbia University Teachers College. After serving the Nutrition Services Coordinator at the University of Georgia Health Center in Athens, Georgia, serving as the President of Georgia Dietetic Association in 2006, Alice moved to American Institute for Cancer Research in Washington, D.C., where she now serves as Associate Director for Nutrition Programs. Through radio, television, and print news outlets, Alice promotes mindful, healthy eating habits to reduce the risk for cancer. Though Goshen College's farm-to-table, green-thumb, freshly prepared meals in our cafeteria weren't available when she was at GC, I'm sure Alice would be very much, would very much approve of our food services. Hats off to AVI Fresh. Alice lives with her husband, Michael, in Washington, D.C., uh, with their family there. Alice Gundon Bender, for your long-standing embodiment of the core values of Goshen College, and the NAIA's Champions of Character commitments, I'm honored on behalf of the Maple Leafs Athletic Club Board and Goshen College to present you with the Dr. Ruth Gundon Champion of Character Award 2015. Congratulations and thank you. Ken Pletcher, class of 1970, is a familiar face around the Goshen College Athletic Complex. Pe uh, Pletch, as he has been affectionately called around here, earned his bachelor's degree in health and physical education from Goshen College, and later earned his, his master's degree in physical education from Indiana University while teaching at Goshen College and the Wani schools. For 15 years, he first taught and then served as athletic athletic director at Northridge High School before returning to Goshen College to serve as its athletic director until his retirement of 2007. Though juggling is not a recognized sport, throughout his Goshen College career, whether as an assistant professor of physical education, admissions counselor, assistant director of admissions, athletic director, Ken juggled his many roles with, with coaching as well, coaching men's basketball, golf, cross-country, and track. 
We're so grateful that Ken continues to be an active participant in the Goshen College Maple Leaf Athletic Club, and even though he has got to be the, he has to be the youngest looking and among the healthiest retirees ever, he has not yet stepped up to repeat his 2002 50 mile run in which he raised 20 grand for athletic programs at Goshen College. So, uh, uh, Ken, at your age now, how about 25 miles for 10 grand? We'd, we'd appreciate that. Ken lives in Goshen with his wife, Justine. They have two adult sons. And Ken, Pletch, you have a, left a legacy that we desire of all of our graduates. You serve as a model for current and future Maple Leaf students, athletes to emulate. For your long-standing embodiment of the Goshen College core values and the NAIA's champions of character commitments, I'm honored on behalf of the Maple Leafs Athletic Club Board and Goshen College to present you the Dr. Roman Gingrich Champion of Character Award for 2015. Congratulations and thank you. It's now our pleasure to hear from two of our recipients, Aliko and Sonia, this morning. Kathy will speak tomorrow morning at the alumni breakfast. Alice and Ken will each share a bit at the Champions of Character reception on Saturday afternoon in the Rec Fitness Center. Rec Fitness Center. Aliko. Thank you, President Brennerman, and good morning, everyone. I would like to also thank you, uh, to, to say thank you to uh, President Esh Scott and the Goshen College Alumni Board that selected me, probably from a large pool of candidates that included many who deserve this prestigious award at least as much, if not more, than I. I'm also grateful to the person who got the ball rolling by nominating me. I want you to know that this award and the idea behind it will always be close to my heart and I will display it with pride. Before I make my brief remarks, I want to introduce to you several family members who have come to celebrate with me. If I've accomplished anything in my adult life, much of the credit surely belongs to the family of the late Donald D. and Nettie Yoder of Kelowna, Iowa, who took me in as an exchange student and made what was to be a one-year homestay into a 52-year journey. And I would like to dedicate this award to their memory. I know they would be very proud of this moment. If it had not been for their efforts, I would never have landed at Goshen, much less become a professor in two of the most renowned university systems in the world, the University of California and then the University of Wisconsin. I have been an integral part of the family all these years. If further proof were needed, when they learned that I was receiving this award, everyone agreed to hold the annual sibling reunion at Goshen this weekend. Please allow me to introduce briefly uh, my people. 
and I will ask them to just stand just uh, briefly as I introduce them. First, uh, Joy Yoder Hess and her husband, Dr. Owen Hess. They live, they've lived and worked in and at Goshen for 40 years. Then Bob Yoder and his wife, Lola Fay, who live in Iowa and Arizona. Thank you. Fred Yoder and his wife, Cheryl, live in Naperville, Illinois. Mary Yoder Glick and her husband, Irvy, live in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And Irvy taught German at Goshen and is here also to celebrate the 50th anniversary of his class. Martha Yoder Graber and her husband, Myron, they live in Washington, Iowa. Finally, allow me to introduce my dear wife, Emiline Gongijol Songolo, Busy taking pictures. <laughs> Emily is a senior librarian at the University of Wisconsin. And as you can see, of the many roles she plays, one of them is my being my impresario. <laughs> I have been receiving hundreds of congratulatory messages from far and wide thanks to her work on Facebook. When Dan Lichty called to inform me of my selection, I literally fell off my chair. Truth, truth be told, though, the chair was a little rickety, <laughs> but that's another story. I was surprised because I did not even suspect or expect that Goshen College knew where I was and how to find me. After all, I thought I had done a good job of camouflaging by surreptitiously graduating with the class of 1967 and not with my cohort in 1968. Then soon after I left Goshen, I changed my first name to Aliko. But that too is another story. In any case, I congratulate the alumni office for its great job of sleuthing. With the complicity of several colleagues I work with every day in Madison, but who never whispered a word to me. I'll get them later. <laughs> the road that brought me to Goshen was long and winding, but not necessarily because of the some 8,000 miles I traveled from Congo to here, much less because of the some 300 miles between Kelowna, Iowa and Goshen, Indiana. It was long and winding, mostly because of the cultural gap I was privileged to bridge. I have not forgotten my first days in Kelowna. I arrived on a mid-July day, temperature hovering around 90 degrees, the humidity around 90%. That's the Midwest in mid-July. But someone said to me, you must feel at home. This is like Africa. I was wilting. 
Part of it was utter surprise, uh, and there was, of course, jet lag, which I did not begin to recognize at that time. You see, in the tropics, we think it's cold all the time and everywhere in the northern hemisphere. And evidently, in the northern hemisphere, people think it's hot everywhere and all the time in Africa. I had scant knowledge of what America was like. And what knowledge I had came from B-movies depicting cowboys and Indians. Thus, because the Yoder family lived in a rural area, I fully expected them to come fetch me from the airport in a horse-drawn vehicle of some kind. <laughs> Instead, they showed up in a huge DeSoto automobile with big wings. Other similar experiences, including learning early of the existence of a sport called football, where the ball was kicked only intermittently, and whose possession was brutally contested among gigantic men who collided with each other and then rested before the next episode. I only knew of the other real football, of course. <laughs> the French have a saying that culture is what remains when one has forgotten everything. To me, this saying signifies that that which remains is a system of values that have been crystallized adopted, internalized, and naturalized. They have become part of who you are. I learned to know about the word Mennonite, which I had never heard of before I came, and the culture it represented at the same time as I was learning the system of core values that undergirds that culture in the three years preceding my arrival at Goshen College, one year at Iowa Mennonite School, two years at Heston College. I saw that system of values at work during my brief time here. It is based on deep faith in Christ, but a faith that is supported by action. During the year I spent on this campus, broad-based discussions took place about the study service term, SST. My regret is that I did not get to participate in this vibrant program because it was implemented beginning the year I left, after I left. The SST program embodies Goshen College's motto, culture for service. A word about service to conclude. In the Research One University, where I have worked, or universities where I've worked, service is treated as if it were a four-letter word, because one is supposed to be single-minded about research above all, and teaching second. But the word service has seven letters, I've counted them. It is a noble word. 
Service is one of those values that I learned to internalize and naturalize by having passed through Goshen College. I'm quite proud to be involved today in three organizations that are dedicated to service, serving the people of Central Africa in addition to those duties that are officially recognized by my employers. Congo Progress is a small organization with very few resources, but a grand vision of building several schools in an area of Congo where the government has almost totally abandoned education. And it is mostly made up of people who came to this country as refugees. Africaid, which my wife created 10 years ago, also with scant resources, works both in Cameroon and Congo, helping women and girls to help themselves, with also the ambition of building schools in rural areas. Finally, the Central Africa Initiative is an academic organization that I helped to create with science colleagues from the Institute of Environmental Science environmental studies at the University of Wisconsin. We got the university to join the Congo Basin Forest Partnership, which includes 10 Central African countries and almost as many European and North American countries for the common cause of conservation of natural resources, sustainable, uh, sustainable de development, and alleviation of poverty in the region. The outcome of these actions are not assured. But as Mahatma Gandhi said, you may never know what the result of your action is. But if you do nothing, there will be no result. Thank you very much for this award, which is the most relevant. And coming at the end of my career, it's certainly the most satisfying. Thank you, Goshen College. So I want to start by saying today, nobody can get Ebola from me after the service if you touch me. <laughs> I've long finished my 21 days of quiet period after returning from Liberia with my Doctors Without Borders assignment, and I'm safe, just to put everyone's mind at ease. I'm very honored and humbled to receive the Young Alumni Servant Leadership Award today. I always knew I wanted to help people. Other things just seemed to fall away when someone needed something. Because I've been surrounded by a family that embraces both national and international service work, working abroad is also something that felt so normal. My four years at Goshen certainly increased my appetite for international service and for aiding underserved populations. On SST in rural Honduras, I rode on the back of a motorcycle to remote schools for vaccination campaigns with my long skirt blowing dangerously close to the exhaust pipe. <laughs> we also gave community education for dengue fever and malaria prevention. It was on SST that I started to learn how to survive in an isolated environment without the comforts of flushable toilets and regular baths and without a very structured daily life. 
After graduating from Goshen with my degree in nursing, I worked at Goshen Hospital for a year in med surge oncology, and then in Tucson, Arizona for four years as an ER nurse. Since 2006, I've been working as a family nurse practitioner in primary care in federally qualified health centers. That's a mouthful. It means they are the safety net clinics for many of the people who have Medicaid. Um, we also offer sliding fee scale services to people who don't qualify for health insurance or don't have legal status in this country. In my current clinic in Denver, in addition to seeing patients in regular clinic, I also work weekly on a mobile unit providing care to migrant farm workers in rural areas of Colorado. And I also teach in an interdisciplinary university program that includes MD, PA, and NP students focusing on urban underserved issues. Working with a high-needs population is not easy. Anyone in the service profession is well aware of this. The reality is burnout can be brutal, and I talk to my students about this a lot. I've seen it in a number of colleagues, and I've seen it in myself. Learning how to balance the beautiful and overwhelming all at once is an art. Here are a few snippets I've learned along the way. Number one, have mentors and supporters who believe in you and what you're doing. Number two, exercise. Number three, working part-time might be all you can handle. If so, live simply enough to be able to make your lifestyle fit with part-time income. Now, I know we as Mennonites hear that all the time, but let me give you a big secret. Most people aren't very good at it. Number four, sleep. Number five, hard work is sometimes really hard. Not everyone's gonna love their job all the time. I think in this generation, we sometimes hear, follow your dreams, everything will work out just fine. But sometimes it's hard work. Number six, on the flip side, give yourself permission to make a big change if the work you thought you wanted to do is eating you up and spitting you out at the end of the day. Maybe it's not the right fit, and maybe it's time to make a change. Number seven, take time away. Do something else for a few weeks or a few years. And that's what I did. This time last year, I was contemplating a third assignment with Doctors Without Borders, having served previously in Nigeria and Haiti. Ebola was blowing up in West Africa. An Ebola mission meant returning to the States would be nearly as complicated as actually going. How are people going to accept me when I returned? Where was I going to spend my 21-day quiet period? The situation just wasn't about me and what I wanted. It also took having a supportive church community willing to run errands for me, Co-workers opening up their home to me when I returned, a roommate generous enough to accommodate me, and a family who loved me enough to let me go. I couldn't have done the mission without them. Monrovia, Liberia. My mission was with the Paris section of MSF, Médecins Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders, to build a pediatric hospital to serve patients who didn't have Ebola. I was the infection control nurse. When Ebola hit, nearly all primary care in Liberia shut down because it was so dangerous to give medical care to anyone. Healthcare workers were the most at risk 
because patients are the most contagious when they're really sick or dead. It is also extremely tricky to try and triage, sort, which patients might have Ebola and who might just have malaria or some regular diarrheal illness. Needless to say, no one has ever really done this in the world, ever. There was and still is very little research on the topic, so most of the policies and procedures that we were writing were a lot of speculation. This mission was hot and humid, dripping in sweat. It involved conversing with my team in most people's second languages, with a multiple mix of French and American practices, medical practices, dealing with multiple NGO politics, spirited rhythm and Liberian dancing, getting sick and being quarantined to my room with fever and diarrhea a couple times, not being able to touch anyone for any reason for two and a half months, working in a cultural context I wasn't familiar with, not driving myself anywhere for two months, midnight curfew, many donuts, and lots and lots of Liberian smiles. Before departing on my latest Doctors Without Borders mission in January to an Ebola-affected region, I received many strong responses from friends, family, and acquaintances. Anything from, are you crazy? To, that's a wonderful thing. To, you're so brave. I don't really feel brave. I'm just doing what I hope all of you would do in my place. I'm skilled and available. This is the work I have been both called to do and want to do in order to make the world a better place. It's my way of expressing hope for the future and humanity. It has taken me 15 years after graduation to realize how special this Goshen community is. 15 years to become aware of this community's particular gifts. How very special it is to serve other people instead of thinking of yourself first. How Goshen provides a safe space to think of creative solutions to big problems while supported by a community of faith. The reality is it's not always so easy to put those big innovative ideas into practice, but I think it's still so important to pursue those big creative solutions for our world. My challenge and my hope is that each of you will dare to do something different, something unique with your life in order to make this world a better place. Thank you for the honor of speaking with you today, and thank you for this award. Thank you both for some powerful lessons in service above self that we're so grateful for hearing this morning. We look forward to your words tomorrow, Kathy. Before we leave today, I, I would like to offer one further reflection on the names of two legends in Goshen College Intercollegiate Athletics. We heard two of those names this morning, Dr. Roman Gingrich and Dr. Ruth Gundon. They are two of the magnificent four, we like to call them, the founding pioneers 
all with doctorates of Goshen College Intercollegiate Athletics. While Gingrich and Gundon already have their names adorning Goshen College facilities, the Rec Fitness Center, and the basketball area, we're proud to announce similar recognition of the dynamic duo, Dr. John Ingold and Dr. J. Harold Sarge Yoder. Together, both of them have dedicated their lives to the healthy development of scholar-athletes, combining to coach Maple Leaf athletic teams for 120 seasons. After he retired, Dr. Ingold faithfully drove the college uh, sports teams to hundreds of Maple Leaf athletic events, logging thousands of miles per year until he handed in his keys this past spring. A special groundbreaking ceremony will be held later today or excuse me, tomorrow is it? Yes, at 1 p.m. outside the south end of the Rec Fitness Center. We will officially recognize the naming of the Dr. John Ingold Athletic Complex and the Dr. J. Harold Sarge Yoder Baseball Field. We invite you to join us as we celebrate their service, and now will you please uh, join me in thanking them for their service as well. Gentlemen. personally invite everyone to come to a reception in the fellowship halls immediately after this um, uh, convocation. But first, we're going to sing the alma mater led by Beverly Lapp. Um, the words will be on the screen, and you also have them on the back of your program. Let's stand to sing, and we will begin with the refrain. <laughs> <laughs> 